Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies in moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, and challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Thank you so much for tuning in to Next Level Leader Podcast. I'm Dr. Joseph Walker, and I'm so grateful to have you connected on today. Make no mistake about it. This is going to be a great season for your life. I am so thankful for all of you that continue to support this podcast. You do it every single week, and it means a lot. Hope that you are sharing this with as many people as you can, taking the link and letting someone know this is the place where we come together once a week and we share strategy, encourage each other, motivate each other. I'm excited every single time I get a chance to pour into your life. It's a free podcast, so I want you to make certain that you share it with people you know who are leaders emerging, people that call you often asking you questions. Sometimes you can send them this link. Tell them to subscribe to Next Level Leader Podcast. Hope you follow me at Joseph Walker 3 on Instagram, as well as josephwalker3.org for content. And maybe you'll know when I'll be in your area speaking. It's on that website as well. So I encourage you to do that. Truly, truly appreciate it. Today, I want to talk about who to retain, reassign, and release. Every organization goes through seasons where you have to evaluate your team. While you are listening to this, I'm sure as you think about going into another year, you're beginning to assess the skill sets, competencies, the effectiveness of people who have been on your team, how people have responded during the pandemic, how people have produced fruit or not in this season, speaks volumes to where your organization is now. And where you're trying to go. Now, I tell people all the time, one of the most important things you could do is hire people not about where you are, but where you're going. Today, I want to give you some things about how do you re-examine this? How do you look at this? And who do you retain? Who do you keep based on where you're going? Who has the ability to go where you're going? Who do you reassign? There's some people who are great for your organization. They're just not in the right space. How do you know who they are and where do they go? Then who do you just release? That's a tough one. I want you, as you examine your business, your ministry, your relationships, this is so important. All right. So here's number one. Retain those who produce excellence. Out of the gate, I'm clear about that. People that have produced excellence without excuse, high achiever, the gunners, the people that I talk about in my book, No Opportunity Wasted, The Art of Execution. I call these people (laughs) M-S-H people. They make stuff happen. You need in your organization people like this because it is critical that you have people that are performing at high levels. Without any doubt, any compromise, these are the people. Even if they're frustrated by working with folks who are not producing, you have to make sure you do not let these people go. These people are the future of the success of your organization. That means you may have to 
invest more in them, renegotiate contracts to sustain them, because if they're performing at that level of excellence, make no mistake about it, they're in demand. And it's important that you reassure them of their value to your organization and let them know that you are committed to them for the long haul. So number one, retain those who are producing excellence. You can look out after your organization and say, look at the fruit, look at what they've accomplished. These are folks that absolutely need to be retained. Here's the other person that needs to be retained. Number two, retain those who think outside of the box. The outliers, you need those people, right? You need people that are constantly pushing the envelope, your creatives. Retain people like that, that are not uh, incarcerated by tradition. People that are always thinking about what's possible. People that are bringing you ideas and they're stretching you. I love surrounding myself with people like that because they think outside the box. They always are uncomfortable in systems that seek to control and limit their creativity. And when you have creatives around you, people that are thinking about, hey, nobody's ever tried that. Nobody's ever done that. Why don't we do it? These are the kinds of people that keep you young. They keep you relevant. They keep you thriving. And so it is critical that you surround yourself and retain this particular demographic in your organization. People that think outside the box. If everybody around you is comfortable in the confines of what has always been, (laughs) all you have is frozen success. That's all you have. But when you have people that are constantly saying, hey, we've done that. Let's try it this way. Let's do another thing. These are the kinds of people that you want to make certain you retain. You need people like that. Now, they're not always popular because they always challenge the status quo. And traditionalists struggle with folks like this. But you have to make certain as the leader that you embrace them and support them and let them know that their voice matters and that what they bring to the table is of great value. Here's number three. Retain those who say thank you. Now, (laughs) I I don't know how much more simpler I can make this. One of the things I have learned, I learned this from my pastor many years ago. He said, son, make sure you pay attention to who says thank you. And you invest in people, you pour into people. If people don't say thank you, then they've already developed a spirit of entitlement. They feel like they deserve it. The fact is, when you have people that are incredibly grateful, who don't mind saying thank you, you need those people around you because they look at it as a ministry, not just a job. It's a calling for them. And they're connected to your vision. They're connected to what you're doing. They believe in your brand. And so as a consequence, you have to retain people like that. You don't need people who are self-centered, focused on themselves, uh, have underlying agendas, and completely ungrateful. Those are folks that you don't need in your organization right through here. So here are the first three again. We want to retain those who produce excellence, right? We want to make sure that the people that we are connected to, that we are working alongside, who are working for us, are constantly producing excellence. Look at the output, look at the fruit, measure it and say, wow, it is undeniable that this person is producing that. Secondly, we want to make sure we have people who are thinking outside the box, people that are not traditionalists per se, but people that are stretching us, causing us to see it in different ways, not changing the gift, but maybe challenging us to change the wrapping paper. This is how you get people to think outside the box to stay in your organization. Thirdly, you want people to say thank you. Keep the people who say thank you. Keep 
the people around you who say thank you for the Christmas bonus, for the small little token, for the time off you gave them, for the job itself, for the opportunity to be exposed to what they're exposed to. You have to learn to listen for that. And people who say thank you are people who have great character and who are incredibly appreciative of the moment. Now, here's the next thing. Let's talk on these next two principles about who do we reassign. Every organization has people, as I mentioned, who are great, they have good character, they're just in the wrong spot in the organization. They may be at a receptionist who needs to function in a different area. And so they may be failing in this area, but they're a good person and they really have great skill sets, but you have to know where to put them. And so it's important when you think about that, you have to listen carefully, reassign those who are loyal, but not in their purpose. Now. (laughs) wherever there's purpose, there's peace. People that are functioning in their purpose, they don't come to a job every day. They come to purpose. So there's a sense of peace in that. You can tell because the peace and passion are tied to purpose. Person is lacking passion. It means they're doing something, but you can tell by their affect, their demeanor, that the passion is gone. It's just the laborious job that they're doing to survive. You don't need people around you who are just working to survive. You need people that are thriving in their own personal life while they're advancing the ideas of your goal, your mission, your vision, et cetera. And so it is incredibly important, listen to me, that you reassign them into places where their purpose can truly manifest. A lot of people who don't have conversations with their team and individual conversations to find out, what are you passionate about? What do you feel like you're called to do in this season? How can I assist you in helping us all get better. These are the tough conversations, but they're necessary because they help you as a leader assess where individuals need to be within the organization. Now, remember, the caveat here is these are people that are loyal. Remember, I talked about this last week on what loyalty looks like. So you can't reassign people who are disloyal or people who are toxic. Uh, You know, when you reassign somebody who's toxic, that's like, you know, the cancer doctor saying, hey, you know, I wait, the surgeon, we got the cancer out of your kidneys. We just put it in your brain. You're like, whoa, <laughs> they just reassign a toxic thing. We don't want to reassign people who are fundamentally toxic. We want to reassign people who are loyal and who get it, who are just not in their proper space and purpose. And so that's going to be key. Now, here's the next thing. Listen carefully. You want to reassign those who have more to offer. Sometimes in our organizations, in our churches, in our businesses, there are people that have so much more to offer. I've seen this. People whose hands are tied because of the infrastructure of the organization. It doesn't lend itself to new ideas. But let me tell you something. One of the things I've learned as a leader is to grow. I have to create an environment whereby I can hear from the extraordinary people around the table. And then when I started hearing from them, I began to realize that these folks have so much more to offer than what they do. Uh, and so when I put them in a space where they can offer more, put them on a particular committee, set them up for success, it helps the organization move faster and closer to its goal. So you have to be very, very clear and concise about those conversations by asking people, one, about what their purpose is. What they, and then when you understand what their purpose is and their passion, then you begin to realize, I have been shortchanging our organization. This person can do that, that, and that. Sometimes you're going out hiring people and the talent is already in your house. It's right there. You just never had the conversation. 
And so you have to be mindful as you're building, as you're growing, uh, that you have people in the space who are assigned, one, that they are where purpose is for them, but that you know that these people have more to offer than where they are functioning currently right now. So you don't want to have people limited based upon, well, this is your job description. This is what you're supposed to do. And they're like, wow, but if I could chime in on this or I could speak into that, you realize how much more uh, your business, your ministry would be blessed if you created those opportunities for folks to do that. Now, here's the other thing. One of the most challenging things is releasing people. These next two areas I want to talk about are so important because Sometimes we're hesitant about releasing people. I know it's hard sometimes when you're a leader to actually let somebody go. You're thinking about their family in a global pandemic, and you're like, wow, what am I doing here? But let me tell you a story before I give you these last two principles. When Jonah was out of the will of God and Jonah was on the ship, it looked like the men were just callous by throwing Jonah overboard. The fact is, they were releasing Jonah into his destiny. Because Jonah's going to be okay. Why? Because God had already prepared a fish to swallow up Jonah. Jonah's all right because God's got Jonah. What you got to do is to release people that are not in their purpose. And understand this. Number six, release toxic people. Get them out of your organization now. You hear me? Toxic people are contagious. And the kind of spirit that's upon them, the kind of flow that's upon them, if you're not careful, can permeate the culture of your organization and people think that it's what you tolerate and you don't. So it's important that you make sure that you release toxic people from the jump. I've had many conversations and I've seen people that are toxic and I, I've had to get to a point where I said, you know, it's just best for all involved that I release you, that uh, this be it because you cannot afford toxicity to taint the integrity of what you're trying to build. Here you are working hard, putting in the midnight hour, building a brand, building something extraordinary, and one toxic person comes in, convolutes your staff, creates toxicity whereby people who engage your organization don't want to because generally now your team members are mean and nasty. But in fact, it's only one person that has uh, become so toxic that these things begin to happen. So it's important that you deal with that and don't wait. Deal with it at the root. Go for it. Don't sit back and try to negotiate with it. If a person is toxic, they're toxic. you got to be willing to release them and do it now. Here's the final thing. Release ungrateful people. This goes back into the people, as I said earlier, who don't say thank you. But I want to take it a little farther. You remember when Jesus had healed the lepers and he healed them, but the scripture says, but only one came back to say thank you. Gratitude is so key. And in this season, as we're all thinking about Thanksgiving, you have to begin to think, I want to make sure I release people who are ungrateful because those are the kinds of people that will always believe that the organization owes them something. It will never be enough for some people like that. And so you have to make certain as you are building that you make certain without a doubt without compromise, that you release ungrateful people. Now, let me, let me run over these seven things again for you, and I really hope that they help you. I hope you wrote them down. Number one, we're retaining those who produce excellence. Got it? Number two, 
We're retaining those who think outside the box. Got it? Number three, we retain those who know how to say thank you. Here's number four. We reassign those who are loyal, but they're out of purpose. We don't want people out of purpose who are not loyal because it could fundamentally cause issues in our organization. Here's the other thing. I want to reassign those who are loyal, who are not in purpose, but I want to reassign those who have more to offer. What am I going to do about those people who have so much more to offer my organization? Let them just sit in spaces where I know they're not being fruitful. I want to make sure everybody connected is exactly where they need to be. And all of what's inside of them can be used to elevate and empower and equip our team to get better. You'd be amazed at the hidden jewels that are around you even now. Here's the other thing. Release toxic people. We're going to let that go. We're not going to compromise, negotiate, have conversations with. If they're toxic, it's contagious, and you don't want to contaminate this season in your life. You want to make sure you got the right people doing the right thing, man, saying the right things, following the vision, and not developing a vision in and of themselves. Then, of course, number seven, I want you to release the ungrateful people. I want you to get to a point in your life where you realize that gratitude matters. Gratitude absolutely matters. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. As your organization continues to grow, your church continues to grow, your ministry continues to grow, you're going to have to make these levels of assessment first just on a personal basis. You're going to have to reflect and look about where you're trying to go, and you're going to have to decide who's going with you who needs to be repositioned so that you can bring a level of peace into the organization because wherever people are in purpose, there is peace. But you also have to be courageous enough to say to some people, your season has come to an end. Ladies and gentlemen, this is, I think, one of the most significant podcasts you could hear today because it really is where the rubber meets the road. So many people miss out on understanding what needs to be done. But as you go and reassess, right, and you begin thinking about what it really means for people to be able to function at high levels of excellence and be where they're supposed to be, man, amazing things begin to happen. I want to thank you. I have no words other than thank you for tuning in today. I appreciate all of you so much. It means a lot when you connect with Next Level Leader Podcast and know and I want you to follow me at Joseph Walker, the number three on Instagram. Make sure you follow me out there, Joseph Walker three. And I want to make sure you let me know that you are listening and where you were listening from. I want to appreciate you and thank you so much for being so amazing. You are a leader par excellence. And that's what you are drawn to. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Next Level Leader Podcast. I want to thank you and yours so much and just know <laughs> the best is yet to come. May God bless you. That's our prayer. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at Joseph Walker 3 I look forward to connecting.